The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Woof indeed, Wolfie. Woof indeed. That that I hmm that might have been too soon. That might have been too soon of a woof there, Wolfie. Much too soon. But since you're right here in our faces, I really couldn't fake it. So we'll see. We'll see. Wasting no time as we start here episode 696 of the series within the 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 what are these things called? Dungeon. The Dungeon of the Third Golden Apple. That's right. At the end of the last episode, we found a golden apple right at the end of the episode. So I had to. I had to turn the actual spawner into my actual hidey hole. Actually. Uh, So yeah, now we need to uh, sort of commemorate this... Fantastic achievement of mine that I had absolutely nothing to do with, <laughs> technically speaking, with at least a sign. Uh, I don't have much of anything else to provide. So we're going to do that. Grab Wolfie. Uh, excuse us, Wolfie. Thank you. Dig our way out of the hidey hole. I thought that was a creeper. It's a cactus. Secure the hidey hole then. Oop. And hmm, how are we gonna do this? What 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 what's the agreed upon? This is pretty nice, like the highest point here. Let's uh let's use some wool. If I had any means of dyeing wool, I would dye it, but let's not talk about how lazy I am. Alright. Golden Apple number trace. When did we find this? On June 29th. Well, the 28th, technically, because it happened live. But the episode was June 29th, 2018. Uh, For episode 595. 695, I mean. <laughs> I was just testing you. 695. Uh, shiny. Oh, bam! I don't know why I made two signs. <laughs> what else? What else can we uh, commemorate here? Woof. I guess. Well, since we're here, yeah, we are. We are still raising money for direct relief. My friends, over at farlanserbus.com. And this golden apple that we found is worth $16,603.81 for direct relief at farlanserbus.com. At the website. Indeed. <laughs> you know what I mean. Farlanserbus.com. Ooh, look at that terrain jitter. Just make that sign pop out 
in and out of existence. Boop, 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 boop. That's the noise it makes in my head. <laughs> it's a real problem. I got to get that looked at. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Let's continue west towards these far lands in Minecraft Beta 173. Oh, that way is west. Well, I put these signs on wrong then. I thought that way was west, but this way is west. Let's go west, shall we? In Farlands Bust, like I said, episode 696 for your Wednesday, July 11th, 2018. I just, I basically forgot. I, well, I didn't forget. I, I, I will never forget Farlands Bust, but I just, so much stuff and time passing at a minute per minute. It it was just really tough. <laughs> I I kept wanting to record Farlands or Bus Disease, uh, and I didn't. But now we are live before a Twitch audience once again. Got to got to watch me deliberate over what to write on the sign there. What happened to that pig? Oh, I don't really need it. But yeah, now I've got three golden apples. <laughs> What's the what's the over under on on how many golden apples I'll have by the end of the series when we finally reach the farlands in twelve to twenty three years? Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, I do appreciate everybody who has continued to d- donate. Wow, something's broken in my mouth brain. It's uh, I, it's been it's been way too long since uh, recording these episodes. I don't even remember how to do this anymore. It's, I'm just used to the off-the-cuff kind of lackadaisy Twitch streaming stuff, I guess. But uh, I do appreciate everybody continuing to donate to Direct Relief. Like I said, farlandsbus.com. Got a bunch of questions and even got some uh, good donations here just as we started streaming uh, from folks joining the stream. And uh, yeah, we are going to continue on here. To these far lands, like I said, Minecraft Beta 173. That's what I got confused about and was about to start talking about. The uh, the Minecraft, the Minecraft, not that one, but the Minecraft, was throwing, throwing me for a loop when we tried to load the game. I guess they updated the launcher in anticipation of the uh, aquatic update, 1.13, and... Uh, it wasn't loading the Farlands or Bust installation. Like it was doing the right things from the right places. But it wasn't loading my texture pack or the worlds. Like it didn't know where the source was. And then all of a sudden it did. <laughs> without without any sort of uh, interaction. Trying to figure it out. It didn't... It just like, oh, here it is. Okay, I'm ready now. So... That's always been a worry of mine, and I do still have a copy, a full backup copy of the original original. Like, there's been about three iterations of the Minecraft launcher since we started the series, but the original Minecraft launcher, um, I still have that. Just in case. I was pretty worried that that would break things, but it didn't. But yeah, like the original Beta 173 launcher back when you had to, like, keep separate installations of the game and you couldn't just plug-and-play between the different versions. Indeed. Indeed. 
So yeah, we are continuing on. I'm glad to be continuing on. Try to get more regular here. Cone made a funny observation. It was uh, when he first mentioned that maybe I should try, or if I would try, like a flob a day series to keep the series going. And it was pretty much immediately after that that I took two weeks off and stopped recording episodes for unknown reasons. <laughs> oh, man. But a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on. Working on the, the car, the Corolla. Taking Juno for walks. Getting Juno better from being sick. She's, she's better now. Our friend Mango with a donation to direct release. Oh my gosh! What is wrong with my face? It's not saying the words right. Uh, with a donation to Direct Relief asked, How is Juno? Uh, Juno's doing much better. Much better. Had apparently a case of the worms. They warned me that I would see worms in her, uh, oh, how do I put this nicely? Leavings? After they gave her the worm treatment. Didn't see any of that. Didn't see any of that. So, I don't know. Like, they did a sample test and they said they found worms and they had specific names for the worms, but I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, she's better. One of the side effects that I noticed, not side effects, but things I noticed when I did take her to the uh, vet. When I first got Juno, adopted her back in November of last year, <laughs> they have names for worms? Yeah, there was Steve and Harvey and uh, uh, Nicholas. You know, Fred. <laughs> Pubert. <laughs> um, back when I got her in November, she weighed a little bit over 30 pounds, like 32, 33 pounds. When I took her in this time, and for those of you who don't own pets, the vet... You know, regardless of why you're there, they weigh, they have your, they take a, pay, uh, a payment. Well, they take a payment, but they take a uh, measurement of the animal's weight. And she weighed 40 pounds. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, for a dog that's sick and hasn't been eating the last two days because I don't want her to puke everywhere, uh, she put on some pounds. <laughs> and I did kind of notice she was looking a little bit rotund. Uh, and, and I do know that I feed her probably more than I should. I'm very generous. That's, she only, that's the only thing she likes is being pet and, and scritches and food and treats. So I don't know how else to express my, my love for my dog. Uh, so yeah, I've since cut back her food by 30%, uh, and, uh, Every, everything is fine. Everything seems fine. We're, we're both on a diet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's, she's doing good. She's doing good. I only wish I, again, had more time to, uh, like, take her on longer walks or go on hikes. Remember when I said back in May that I wanted to go on a hike a week? And that was the last hike I ever took. <laughs> these, these are good times. May Was it May or was it June? I don't even remember now. Ah, boy. Life finds a way 
both with velociraptors and not having enough time to do the things you want to do. Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And it's been. <laughs> but yeah, figuring that stuff out, working on the Corolla. I got the new carb. I got what I think the parts I need are for the new carb. Got the new bumper. Got new bumper brackets that will bolt right in. Got the old bumper brackets off. Discovered that I need to replace the valve cover seal because uh, it's leaking and it's all kind of crunchy and frayed around there. Got to do that. Got to replace or refinish or fix or clean up the battery tray. I had to remove the battery and battery tray. And this is all par for course for what I'm learning is, is owning an old car, a classic car. Listen, I don't care what the insurance company says. It's historically significant. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic about that. I was getting frustrated dealing with the car that wouldn't idle. Um, and who knows if this is going to fix everything or not, but... Um, We'll, we'll do all these things, polish it up, make it nice and clean inside the engine. Sort of clean inside the engine. That was another thing. I, there was starting to be some scope creep when I realized I was going to have to take off the valve cover and, like, replace that stuff. And I'm like, well, I might as well, like, clean up the valve cover. Maybe maybe get some nice, that, that high-temp paint. Give it a nice, fancy, colored, glossy finish. Make it look fancy. I'm like, wait a minute now. It is a 77 Corolla. <laughs> That's just going to add another six weeks to this project. Might as well adjust the valves. Yeah, I, I better. I guess I should find some uh, uh, feeler gauges to make sure uh, those are all uh, the right uh, size. Might as well check the uh, spark plugs. <laughs> yeah, the head gasket. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't want to get in. I don't. I don't ever want to see the cylinders, the the inside of the cylinders of this car. If, if we can keep things that simple, that'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. But, uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff. So much stuff. We have people visiting. We have more people visiting soon. Um, we have... The summer weather is nice. want to get out and enjoy it. Go hiking. Use these parks passes that I purchased. And brand new hiking boots that I bought. What did I? I need wooden planks. Let's let's do this. One thing that right when I found the golden apple that a lot of people noticed. Sure, the, this is the season of the golden apple. Last season was the season of the pink sheep. I don't think we've seen a single pink sheep the entirety of season seven, have we? Because I have no pink wool. That's that that's that's weird. What, what happened, Wolfie? Did you eat them all? Did you destroy that species of pink sheep? We'll have to go back into the the back into the reel to see, but I'm pretty sure I don't think I've had any pink sheep this entire season seven. Even like this is like season seven and a half when we started doing the direct relief donation. There was a full year of season seven before this that. I don't think had a pink sheep. Or if we did, we were like, all right, we, we did that last season. We don't want to do that again this season. What happened? 
to my... Ah. Ah, we left the workbench. I mean, it's not special. I've left many workbenches. But did we leave it back when we made the... When we made the... The signs, Wolfie? I think we did. Ah, well. That golden apple just cost, a work, cost us a workbench. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. How absent-minded one can become. Look at this brand new crafting table. Looks just like and functions as poorly as the old one. Um, so yeah. A lot of stuff going on. Doing alright. Doing good. Being positive. Positive outlooks and whatnot. Dravir with a donation has a question. Speaking of positive outlooks, have you ever stepped on a Lego? <laughs> Who hasn't? Who hasn't? I suppose people who didn't have Lego, but who 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 hasn't who has had Lego ever in their life? Even just like a, a single Lego set, or even visited any of their friends' houses who had Lego. Yes, I have, and yes, that is a shared painful experience that we can all relate to. Stepping on a Lego. Did you know that Lego, despite being made of plastic, 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 are not recyclable? Why would you want to throw away Lego? Because uh, when you move and you have boxes of Lego, you you want to try to <laughs> reduce the size of the shipping container you want to send across the country. I was I looked into that and found that Lego are not recyclable. They're they're a type of hard plastic that is not the recyclable type of plastic. Uh, which is unfortunate. We hear here from Dravir. We hear here from Dravir in the chat that they are starting to make them recyclable. It's also dependent on your local recycling um, capabilities. Like, I can't... Places I've lived before, I was always able to recycle soft plastics, plastic bags, uh, those little air pockets they give you in Amazon packages. Can't. They don't take it. They don't take styrofoam either, even though... Either? Ether, even though a lot of styrofoam these days comes with a recyclable symbol on it. My recyclers don't take styrofoam. Uh, so when I did move here, I basically collected all the styrofoam that came with all the IKEA furniture and packing stuff that I moved here with and drove like an hour south. There was an actual facility that accepted all that stuff in bulk. I just filled up the back of my Subaru and dropped them off. Your recyclers don't take glass anymore. That's like the first thing people recycle was glass. Unless you live in a state where, like, there's a bottle deposit or something. But that's weird. Indeed. That was a strange tangent to fall off from uh, talking about stepping on Lego, but uh, thank you very much, Dravir, for that donation. Commander Sealand with a question and a donation. You've started quite the collection of golden apples. This is Commander Sealand's voice, in case you didn't know. What do you plan on doing with them outside of hoarding them? Perhaps leaving one at an F3 monument? 
I don't know. We kind of pondered that. We kind of pondered that uh, when we found it. Mainly being like, is our entire inventory going to be full of golden apples by the time we reach the Far Lands? Um, or we could perhaps see what happens when we eat one, right? <laughs> it apparently like heals all your hearts instantaneously. That would be interesting. They could come in handy in a pinch if we if we find ourselves in a bit of a sticky near-death situation. We've not died yet, for those of you maybe tuning in for the first time. We've never died. I mean, this wasn't this isn't part of like the goal or the plan or anything like that. It just happens to be that we've never died in this Minecraft world, even back when we were just playing for the first ten episodes of the series as like a normal series. Gavalave! Wolfie keeps trying to, though, that's for sure. Jeez. Listen, you. <laughs> you dingus. You noodle. Dr. Brian Lorgon 111 suggests I leave one on the hot bar and see how long it takes for me to accidentally eat it. That would be a thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be a thing indeed. Oh boy. So yeah, we haven't died, but we have tested that the beds do act as a respawn, and that's why I leave the beds and make new beds every single episode. Carry beds with us so that we can use them at night and set our spawns. Just in case. Just in case. But that has not come into play just yet. We've gotten close, down to like a half a heart live during a flabathon that happened even. No pressure. But uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Kabul. Commander Sealand, speaking of near death. <laughs> the Grimless Reaper. Remember this question we started answering at the end of the last episode, but then we got distracted by a golden apple of magical. Third golden appleitude. The Grimless Reaper asked what my favorite pizza place in Chicago was, and of course we went with Luminati's, but they also asked what are from some of your favorite activities when you lived in the Chicago area. Uh, ooh, um, this is a tough question to answer. Because I moved out of the Chicago area because I didn't find enough activities to keep myself occupied. Wow. Uh, okay. Didn't have enough dirt, I guess. Boop. Museums. I'd say, like, the thing... Let's go to sleep and talk about museums in the morning. And awakeness. My favorite Chicago activity was avoiding the Chicago area. Yeah, that was kind of it too. But as I've grown, I've noticed that really the only place that there's anything to do is Chicago. Is the downtown Chicago area. It makes it easier that I have family living there now. But you're stuck down there, pig. I shall release you. And then murder you. Ow, ah, Wolfie. Jeez. Fetch. Um... Yeah, it's a pain to get down and then out of Chicago. Um, 
But yeah, I didn't live in the city. But if you are in the city, the museums, you got the Art Institute, it's fantastic. Uh, Museum of Natural History, Science and Industry Museum, got the Planetarium, got the, uh, the, 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 the Fishitarium, what are those called? Aquarium, yeah, yeah, the Shed Aquarium, which I don't like so much anymore. It seems like it's become a little bit of a, well, they're all, well, I mean, like, that one just seems more like a, What's the word I'm looking for? A a um, it's not quite SeaWorld, right? But it's also not quite a museum. And I know they do conservation and education and stuff like that, but they do have like dolphin shows and it it, it it's kind of expensive. So it uh it doesn't it sometimes doesn't feel right. But I mean there's also like the Brookfield Zoo and the Lincoln Park Zoo. And, and zoos I sometimes feel bad about. We've talked about this before. But those are some pretty excellent zoos. If I can compare various zoos I've been to. But yeah, the museums. Definitely the museums. Avoid stuff like Navy Pier. Navy. I don't understand, well, other than being a tourist trap, the attraction of Navy Pier. It's just like it's a mall, is what it is, really. It's kind of you know what it's kind of like. It's kind of like the uh, the farmers market, uh, the Pike's Place market here in Seattle. Pike's Place market is a little bit more authentic, but it is very similar. It's very similar in that there's a bunch of shops and they all carry the same kind of generic touristy stuff. There's a couple good places that sell flowers or this or that or the other, but. Uh, and there's a Ferris wheel and boat ride, speedboat ride places there to take tours. And a Bubba Grump Shrimp, because that's a local favorite. Um, so yeah, I would I would honestly avoid the Navy Pier area. Grant Park is nice. With all the upgrades they've done. It's it's also kind of touristy trappy, the, the bean, the fountain, the stuff like that, but uh But yeah. Definitely de definitely definitely the museums, definitely. And if you can find somebody or have a family or friend that lives down there and they have favorite like spots that aren't chain restaurants or anything like this, then that that's even better. Thank you very much, the Grimless Reaper, and thank you for your patience in getting that question answered. Another one from Commander Sealand. Although this is an older one. With Cone Dodger, who? With Cone Dodger recently being whitelisted to the Mindcrack server, have you considered going back on there and doing things? Listen. <laughs> um. Considered, yes. But that's as far as it's got. I'm just not spooky noises. Oh, Minecraft is mad at us. It knows we're about to speak poorly of its current versions. <laughs> um, I, I, it, um, there's no, it, I'm not, it's not appealing to me as it once was. Like there's nothing I feel like I can do 
that I haven't done that I want to do, and I'm not interested in the new stuff they're adding. Like, if, if Minecraft came out as a game today with all of that it currently has, I don't know if I would have played it, because it, it would seem like a game I don't want to play, right? So, th that doesn't make any sense, and that's probably not true, but that's just how I feel at the moment. May, might I join? Maybe. Might, might uh, we end up finding something to do, or maybe somebody build something that's like a, a mini-game or something that we can have a, a shared cooperative goal with, sure. But I don't think I'll be joining to, like, build a new house or um, do this and make a new nether hub or, you know, certainly any sort of building or anything. Um, yeah, bloated is a good way to put it. I, when we played the charity UHC, it's infuriating, absolutely infuriating that you can't turn off those, like, tutorial achievement things that are constantly nagging you to look at your inventory and craft this and now you should do this and why aren't you doing this? You still gotta be doing this. Especially as somebody who's been playing the game for eight years. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like that. I get kind of why that's there, but I also don't get why you can't turn it off. But anyway, I mean... A lot of, obviously, a lot of people still have a lot of fun with it. It's very successful on, on a multitude of platforms. The marketplace doing well, even doing well for friends of ours. You all remember Inasia. She's now doing full-time marketplace stuff. Got a whole series of textures and uh, player skins and stuff bundles. So that's going very well, and and I certainly applaud everybody involved, you know, with that. It's still, it's still doing what it was doing before, that is like creating a community and creating this infrastructure around which talented people can thrive. Uh, I'm just not one of those talented people. <laughs> I mean, we already knew that, but <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm interested in finding new games and trying out new experiences and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I I don't know, and I'm I'm also kind of I don't I, I I feel bad that I'm not participating in the patron server. By the way, sidebar sideshow Bob. Did you realize that I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash KurtJMac? I just sent out a gaggle, a gaggle, hundreds even, of postcards to patrons. And we have a Minecraft server that I'm literally about to say I never go on. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe, like I'm thinking maybe when we update the patron server, and that's something I still have to discuss talking about. It's probably be a good thing to reset this patron server since it's been up there for like four years. 
with the uh, whenever the new update comes out. Is the update already out? Have I am I this far behind the curb? Curb? Curve. But yeah, I feel like I wouldn't want to waste whatever little patience I have for the new version of Minecraft. I wouldn't want to put it towards Minecraft so much as I would want to put it towards my patrons and the patron server to get that, you know. Because I know y'all, y'all, y'all patrons are amazing and you're supporting the content and, and, and my livelihood and the things I do beyond Far Lands or Busts. But I still feel like I would like to, uh, you know, give you something in return. And we've had long discussions about this in relation to Buster Rhymes Radio and uh, all this other stuff, but uh, subs and bits and feeds and whatever. But yeah. So yeah, thank you, thank you very much, Commander Seedland. You took us on a on a wild ride there with that question. Um, I don't think any of these following questions are, are short enough for me to answer as the sun sets here. Can we see another spawner, huh? Has anybody seen a spawner? We can find another golden apple before this episode ends. I'm getting greedy. I got the taste for gold. I'm like a dwarf. Not a dwarf. Yeah, a dwarf. In uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings stuff. Or a dragon. Or I'm the dragon. This is all a prequel to the current versions of Minecraft. This is the origin story of the dragon. Spoiler alert, it's me. <laughs> oh man, all right, let's uh, find a place to dig in here. I don't like all these trees, but we'll have to make it work. Wolfie? Wolfie? There you are. Jeez. <laughs> Took you long enough, you lazy bum. Have a seat. Let's make the end of the episode hidey hole here. And once again, mention... Ooh, my shovel broke. Once again, mention farlandsabus.com is where you can donate to Direct Relief. Trying to raise $50,000 this season, already past $16,600. And when you do donate, like the fine Farlanders featured in this episode, you'll be able to ask a question. And I will clearly go off on a wild tangent with your question <laughs> in a future episode. Uh, let's make this shovel. Badass. I should probably make a new pickaxe too, or axe, axe. Oops. Let's do that. And that. So yeah, donate to Direct Relief, get us closer to our goal. And when we do reach our goal is when we finally hold another Flabathon and press F3 to see how far we've come. That would be fantastic. Beep, boop, boop. And yeah, I appreciate all the questions. Everybody interested in seeing how Juno's doing? I will uh, hopefully be better about <laughs> recording and uploading these episodes in a timely and regular manner. And uh, I hope you uh, follow along as we continue to do so. My name is Kurt. Thank you so much for watching. 
I will see you next time. That's the noise it makes in my head.